This episode is brought to you by 2 Before Performance Nutrition. 2 Before is a natural sports performance supplement made from New Zealand blackcurrant berries. There's a growing body of evidence behind these berries for improving endurance and kickstarting recovery. With a sweet and tangy berry flavor, you can mix it in water, juice, sports drinks, and smoothies. For optimal results, drink daily 30 to 60 minutes before training. Use code INDIANA30 online at 2before.com for 30% off 20-pack products and free shipping. You know, I, 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 the only thing I would say that some of these things just kind of happen, right? And so usually what it is, is there's, there's been a, a mix that's gotten out of whack, right? So the, the loading has gotten, you know, more than what that athlete can recover from. And so this is why, you know, rehab is so complex is, you know, everybody thinks like, oh, you're just running too much. Right. And so that's definitely not the equation. That's not always what it is. I mean, certainly sometimes it is, but, um, but when you talk about like a recovery from what your workload, there's a lot of things that affect that recovery. I mean, you know, even think about like all the demands that are on a high school kid right now. Right. So, you know, you got school, you got, you know, academics, you got, you know, running, you got personal life, you get all of these things. Um, and if someone's not recovering super well because they either have stress in their life or, you know, they just stayed up late studying for tests two or three nights in a row, that can affect that, that balance too. Right. And so, um, so I would say the biggest thing is just not factoring in all of those equations. And, and I tell this to athletes all the time. It's like, Hey, if, if you you know, you're in a hole because of, you know, whatever stress that you have going on in your life, like you got to communicate those things. And, and that's where, uh, you know, coach can hopefully help kind of navigate, uh, you know, when's the time to push and when's the time to, to back off, you know? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Indiana Runner podcast. My name is Josh Puccinelli, and this is my portion of the podcast where I sit down with some of the best coaches and athletes from around the state, past and present. We discuss the highs and lows of their running or coaching journeys, the key insights they've gained along the way, and often dive into the bigger picture beyond the course of the track, the things that make them human, not just elite runners or coaches. Following is an interview with Jacob Crow. Jacob is a Ben Davis and Franklin College graduate and the owner of Tippo Sports Rehab in Carmel. During this interview, we cover Jacob's time running for Ben Davis and Franklin College, his experiences studying athletic training at Ben Davis and Franklin College, his experiences working with the cross-country and track and field teams at Kent State, IU, USATF, and Carmel High School, and then end with a ton of questions from myself and listeners surrounding running specific injuries, rehab, and injury prevention. Jacob had a ton of great insight, having worked with countless distance athletes through his career from JV high school runners to Olympic medal contending professionals. His background gives him a unique perspective helpful to working with distance runners. I learned a lot through this conversation, and I hope you're able to take a thing or two away to apply to your approach to running or coaching. Again, thank you guys for listening to and supporting this podcast. As always, hope you all enjoy this conversation as much as I did. And without further ado, I give you Jacob Crow. All right, Jacob, welcome to the Indiana Runner podcast. How's it going? Doing well. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how's your summer been? Did you did you do any traveling? Do anything fun this summer? Yeah, yeah. So summer's been good. Um, I am a newly a new dad again. So for the second time. So uh, just had a our second little baby boy about a month ago. So 
most most of the summer's just been trying to transition through that process. But uh, but yeah, been overall a, a really good summer. Yeah. How old's your oldest? He is about three three now, and then uh, it'll be three in September. So uh, so yeah, so two little ones for sure. Okay. How how's the second time around? Has it been easier? Or? Definitely easier. Um, you know, it seems like sleep is uh, is actually easier this time around for whatever reason. But uh, we'll take it for as long as we can because I, I learned with the first one. It's like you never you never truly know how long that's going to last for. Yeah, for sure. Well, it sounds like a, a busy summer with that. Um, yep. Yeah. So I appreciate you you coming on, taking the time to sit down with us. So we start yep. off each episode with what's called tier talk. So we rank our top three in a certain category. And this week's category or question, if you will, is if you could be the best in the world at any Olympic sport, what would be your top three? Do you want me to go first? Yes. Do you want to go first? Uh, you go first. You, you go ahead and go first. Okay. So I, I went and pulled up a list of like basically all the Olympic sports. And uh, it, was, it was really tough to narrow it down. Um, yep. But for some reason, all of mine are winter olympic sports and I'm, I'm i don't know how that came to be but they all just sounded like if i could be like really good at anything these would be like cool ones that i'm not like inclined to be good at i guess <laughs> number, three, sure, sure. number three is luge uh okay never done it don't know how i would go about doing it uh, <laughs> but it's just like such a a cool sport i don't know <laughs> i don't know like how sure. exactly it came to be or what exactly it really is but it's just it's cool it's different it's actually cool the, uh, the, there's a couple uh crossover uh track and field athletes that have um, done track and field and kind of mm. done a little bit of the transition over to luge as well so so who, who knows maybe you got a little bit of some exposure there okay yeah i that jogs my memory a little bit because i've watched a little bit of luge like when the winter olympics come along and i have heard that before like some sprinters will cross over yeah because like, of that mm -hmm. initial burst, yeah. For sure, yep, for sure. Makes sense. Uh, number two is speed skating. So I've skated, I don't know, a handful of times in my life, but I've never been very good at it for some reason. Um, <laughs> actually, in third grade, I was skating, I think, just with my family, and I accidentally, like, jabbed the back of my skate into my shin, and I didn't even realize, like, it, it happened. I don't know how I didn't realize it, but... Uh -huh like someone pointed it out and I there's like a trail of blood all like all throughout <laughs> the skate rink and like pulling up in my skate and like I was in third grade so I just started freaking out of course and was crying and so. uh, kind of traumatized me for a little while um but speed skating I just think is so cool and I feel like it kind of defies physics and gravity a little bit it's just like a beautiful yep. touch. so that'd yeah, be cool it's, it's, it's always fun when uh you know you have those like very specific athletes in each each one of these like a little bit obscure sports that kind of stick out into your mind as well too so uh you you definitely see that with with some of those some of those really explosive speed skaters as well too it's it's really fun yeah and just like the that feeling would be amazing like going that fast <laughs> on skates would be crazy for sure um, and then my number one is biathlon where you ski and then shoot I just think it's just two super random sports, I guess, or aspects of a sport. But <laughs> right. I just think it's such a, I don't know, it's kind of 
a little primitive, I guess, a little like, yep. I don't know. It's just like, it's, it's cool. It's different. So that would be my number one. That's awesome. I love it. What about you? So coming in at number three, um, this was really hard to kind of transition out of trying to pick one or one or the other. So uh, it would be track and field. So obviously I'm biased, um, but I would really, really specifically uh, would love to be really good at the, the long or triple jump. Um, mm. And it's, you know, it's, it's one of those events that I love to watch. Um, it just is like, you know, the mix of everything of like speed, power, explosiveness. There's a graceful piece to it, especially in the, the triple jump as well. Um, so I don't know. So I've always been, you know, kind of, you know, had like a little bit of a pull to those, those athletes um, for whatever reason, but uh, I just think it's a, a super cool event. Um, so that would definitely be number three. Number two would be uh, the half pipe. Um for uh snowboarding so this is a little bit of just like fresh out of my mind I actually just watched the uh the uh, sean white documentary um have you seen that i haven't is it worth watching it it's really worth watching it's it's incredible um and again it's kind of one of those you know one of those sports that i i don't know if i know any other snowboarders other than sean white right and so right, true. um so his dominance in the sport was just uh was amazing, especially for how young of an age, um, you know, he was able to, to do that, which is just insane. Um, so yeah, so that's a little bit of like, yeah, that's a little bit fresh. So maybe that's a, a little bias there. <laughs> and then, no, uh, number one, I think would have to be, uh, like short track, um, cycling. So like, mm. you know, that again is just like that brute power, um, where they're just, unbelievable spreaders um but also have to kind of manage you know the course and not sliding out and ridiculous speeds etc so very similar to like your speed skating kind of analogy uh, just would be really cool and and i'm sure that those people are so kind of connected to the bike and the body and you know all those things too yeah so do you do any or did you do any of those sports like did you ever long jump or no definitely not. Or bike. Uh, yeah i did some cycling never did like actually uh like track cycling at all um but uh yeah definitely not uh explosiveness is not my uh not my genetic makeup for sure <laughs> yeah i think like my mind went to sports that i've never done and i've like probably could never do but i think actuality <laughs> if like someone came up to me and said you could be the best at anything in the world, it'd probably be 5K, maybe the marathon. Uh, sure, I think that, sure. like, that's probably actually what I would say. But those are three like just random sports or cool sports out there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, awesome. So we're going to get into your background. And then we have kind of a mix of listener questions and questions that I thought of that I um, wanted to ask you. So we'll sure. start from the beginning, kind of with your um, with your background. How, what was it like growing up? I guess did you play sports? What did you do? What were you What were you interested in? What did kind of things look like growing up through high school? All that good stuff. Yeah. Um, so I would say I was like pretty stereotypical. Um, played all of the ball sports. So um, you know, 
football, basketball, baseball, you know, all of those type of things growing up, um, kind of shifted, you know, a little bit more towards basketball as I was getting, you know, later, younger ages, um, never really, you know, grew height is not my, uh, not in my family for sure. So transitioned as I got towards high school, um, and started, um, distance running. So kind of came out for the track team, I think my sophomore year, um, had a little bit of success there and, um, you know, got talked into running across country my junior year and, um, kind of stuck with it. So, um, started distance running, you know, in high school and then, um, you know, that transitioned into running, running at, uh, Franklin college afterwards too. So, um, kind of caught the bug, you know, a little bit later than probably most people do, but, uh, but loved it, you know, right from the gun. Yeah. Where'd you go to high school? I went to Ben Davis high school on the West side. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. How was your experience, I guess, those latter years of high school with running? Did you enjoy it? What was it like? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I did enjoy it. I mean, it was a, a steep learning curve for me, um, you know, so uh, it was like just trying to figure out, you know, all the pieces and, and trying to figure out, you know, you know, how do you run volume and mix in some of these, you know, workouts, et cetera, um, you know, not having that experience, you know, earlier on. So, uh, but yeah, definitely like, you know, loved the distance running basically right from the get go. So, um, but yeah, it was, uh, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you just kind of know once you, once you start running, it's just like, okay, I love this. Like this, I'm, I'm going to, you know, get into this, you know? And so, yeah. um, I just, you know, that continued on, you know, as I got older, got a little bit more mature, uh, took running a little bit more seriously, um, you know, as I went through it. And so, um, but yeah, definitely had a great experience. I had an awesome, you know, high school, high school coach, Bill Wilhelm and, uh, Nick Balbach, uh, were two of my, uh, coaches and, um, you know, they, they didn't have any, you know, crazy volume or anything like that. So it was, uh, it was cool to just kind of fall in love with running and kind of progress, you know, as, as I went through. Yeah. It seems pretty rare to start like a new sport mid high school. Was it tough transitioning to like a new team, making new friends on the team, things like that? Yeah, not really. I mean, it, you know, I've been around running, you know, kind of my whole career since then. Um, and, you know, especially like, you know, cross country teams, it's, I think that's kind of the pull of it is um, everybody's just so nice and welcoming and, and it's a pretty laid back atmosphere uh, for the most part. So, uh, so yeah, it was a super easy transition. I mean, I didn't have a whole lot of friends that, that ran at that point. Um, but, you know, I've had some lifelong friends, you know, through running, um, you know, as I kind of went through, which is, uh, which is really cool. Yeah. So you'd go on to run and to study athletic training at Franklin College. How'd you end, end up at Franklin College? How'd you end up studying athletic training? Did you know you'd want to do that for a while? How'd all that yeah. So, so, um, so at Ben Davis, they they had an athletic training program for the the high school students. Um, so there was there was like a couple different um, ways that you could kind of get involved. So they had some some classes where they kind of just like taught you the basics, you know, kind of in conjunction with like a little bit of anatomy and stuff like that. 
Um, so that was kind of the route that I did. They also had some, like you could actually do some training room hours and stuff like that. Uh, but since I was running, um, you know, I didn't do that in high school. Um, I fell at Franklin College. You know, they were one of the better um, athletic training programs in the state. Um, and I was looking for a smaller school. So um, it was a good mix for me. They they were one of the only schools that actually would, you know, allow you to run and study athletic training. Um, because just how the setup is, is, you know, at that point in time, you it was an undergraduate degree that you could sit for your boards right at the end. Um, now it's a master's degree that you can do that, but, uh, you have to do a lot of your hours, um, in undergrad. So it, it was a little difficult, um, you know, running and still doing your hours because most of your hours are going to be with, you know, the sports teams. So there was a lot of carryover, but they, they gave me some flexibility, especially in the fall, um, to do some of my hours in the morning. So I would do a lot of, you know, morning rehabs, like if someone, you know, for their ACL or, or had a, you know, major injury, they would come in in the morning and do their rehab and I would be there to help them rather than in the afternoon. So, so that was like kind of the main things was I wanted a smaller school. Um, for me, that was just going to be a good fit. Um, I wanted to run and it was a good school, um, for athletic training. So it was a pretty, uh, pretty easy decision. Yeah. What, uh, what drew you to athletic training? Were you uh, considering, any other paths post high school or? Uh, honestly, I think, I think it was, uh, you know, I kind of always had like a, you know, interest in, you know, the body and health and wellness and, and all of those type of things. So um, I knew I wanted to do something in that realm. Um, and when I kind of learned about athletic training and kind of, you know, what that looked like, uh, I was like, yeah, that sounds, sounds cool. So I think that kind of made my mind up pretty early in high school. Like, you know, I think this is something I'd be interested in and uh, just kind of stuck with it. That's cool. How was your time running at Franklin College? It was great. Yeah, it was great. So it's kind of same idea as, you know, high school. It uh, it took me a little bit of time to, you know, transition, make that transition to running in, in college. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, once I kind of figured out that, you know, like what my body responded pretty well to from a training perspective, um, you know, it, it was a great experience, you know, so, you know, those later years, um, you know, for me personally, just volume was, was kind of what my body responded best to. So, um, you know, just doing a little bit of the higher mileage and, and stuff like that, I responded pretty well to. So, um, it was a great experience. It, it was a little bit difficult studying athletic training and, and doing doing that at the same time, just because I did a lot of, especially in the spring, a lot of workouts by myself in the morning and and uh, miles in the morning by myself, uh, which made it difficult. But, uh, you know, you find a way to get it done. Yeah. So were you, I guess, that committed to running that you didn't want to give it up for athletic training or you just thought you could do both or? Yeah, I thought I could do both. And and honestly, like, I, I think there was a lot of, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that I learned as a, as an athlete, I think has helped me on the, you know, rehab and sports medicine side too. So, um, you know, it was definitely difficult to do both, but, uh, a lot of the lessons I was learning, you know, running was, was helping me on the, you know, my professional side as well. Um, and I've kind of, you know, made a career out of, um, specifically, um, working with runners in my, in my professional career. So, um, 
it was definitely the best decision for me, you know, at that point in time. Um, and that definitely helped me, you know, in my career of being able to be an athlete and, you know, doing sports medicine at the same time. Yeah. Did you think that would probably be the case that you'd work mostly with runners post-college? I did. Not initially. Um, when I was first getting into it, you know, I kind of thought I would do, um, you know, the high school route, you know, where you're kind of working with a lot of different sports, um, you're doing event coverage, you know, all those type of things. Um, and later in school, like I would say, like probably, you know, like junior, senior year, like when I was trying to figure out, you know, what my next steps would be. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if I knew this, but uh, I, someone, I think one of my professors had said like, hey, you know, like obviously we know you love running and stuff like that. Like there are, there are jobs where you, like you can just be the, the one person that just works with the cross country and track team, especially at some of the bigger schools. Um, and once I kind of like figured that piece out, um, it was like off to the races. I was like, oh yeah, that's like definitely what I'm, what I'm going to do. Um, and, uh, and so like, you know, every from every kind of decision from there was figuring out how I was going to do that. Okay. Yeah. So you graduated from Franklin college, went on to get your master's at Kent state. How did that Correct. come about? How'd you decide to go to Kent state? Were you on, yeah. on campus or? Yeah. So, um, so, so with athletic training, again, it's changed a little bit since I've graduated. Um, there are what are called graduate assistantships. So, you know, similar with coaching and stuff like that, they have that in the sports medicine department. So, how a lot of people would get initial experience, especially if you wanted to work in the in the university setting, um, you would do these GA ships. And so, um, what a lot of them would do would, um, you know, pay for your school or pay a portion of your school, and uh, you would basically work for the sports medicine department because you were you were a certified athletic trainer. And so. Um, I went to, uh, I decided I wanted to go to Kent State uh, for two reasons. Um, one was they basically had a full tuition waiver, so I didn't have to pay for school at all. And, uh, and then they would give me a stipend on, on top of that. So I, I had, uh, I had basically, you know, living expenses paid for, even though it was, uh, you know, looking back, I don't really see how I kind of made that happen, but, uh, but they had, uh, you know, a stipend as well. And then the secondary thing was, they had a graduate assistantship where um, it was strictly just working with cross country track and field. So when I went to Kent State, um, you know, you're basically, you know, working full time. I mean, it was, it was big time hours and I was primarily, there was another person that, that was, uh, that was on staff that, you know, assisted um, with, you know, cross country and track, but they had other sports as well. So you know, she kind of was just like, hey, like, you know, you, you're the runner guy. You you figure it out. You do all of the stuff. So, you know, being a new grad and and being, um, you know, in charge of 100 plus athletes on the track team um, and then all, of, you know, all of the athletes in third cross country, um, you know, I was kind of thrown right into the fire. But uh, I definitely, definitely, definitely learned the most from that experience because uh, you had to figure it out. You had to figure it out quick. This episode is brought to you by Olipop. Olipop is a healthy and delicious alternative to soda. Available in 14 flavors, including cherry vanilla, cream soda, and my personal favorite, classic root beer, 
Olipop combines prebiotics, plant fiber, and botanical extracts to support your digestive health with less than 5 grams of sugar and 45 calories in each can. Indiana Runner podcast listeners can get 15% off at checkout with code IRPODCAST15. If you'd like to support the podcast and are looking for a healthy and delicious alternative to soda, check out Olipop today. So were you the only guy for the cross-country team or... Yeah, so that like I said, there was a there was another staff member. So she, it was her. She had a okay. full time job, but she also worked with uh, with volleyball as well. So um, so I did I did all. I basically did everything during cross country. Uh, I did all the travel. Um, did you know all of the treatment? You know, etc. Like if anybody got injured, all the evaluations um, and whatnot. And then in the in the spring, just because the volume was a little bit higher, she was there to help. Uh, and did some travel, but I did most, most all of the travel. So, you know, NCAAs, regionals, um, MAC championships, like all of that type of stuff I, I was there for. Yeah. So at Franklin College, did you kind of do a little bit of everything or did you work mostly with a certain group? Yeah. So you did, you have to do a little bit of everything. Um, and since it was a little, I had a little bit of different experience in undergrad um, because since I ran cross country all four years, um, I still had to do what they call an equipment intensive uh, rotation. So I actually worked at Butler um, my, an additional year. So basically, I, I just was at Butler for the fall where I worked with that football team as well. And I did some additional stuff at Kent State as well. So like in the summertime, you know, obviously cross-country and track didn't have much going on. So uh, I got hired by the, the football staff as well to do some of their summer sports medicine stuff too. So there was like some additional things that I did as well, but definitely as I kind of graduated from Franklin, I really honed in on cross country and track and field. Yeah. So I graduated from Purdue with a degree in business management. And uh -huh. like, I feel like it just such a broad degree, like you can do so much with it, but at times it's been almost like paralyzing a little bit. Like, I don't know what exactly, I'd, especially like when I was looking for a job, like out of college, I like didn't know um, exactly what I wanted to do. It didn't necessarily necessarily lend itself to like any type of like specialized job, I guess. But for right. you, like with what you were studying, obviously it's a very narrow focus. Did you ever feel like, I don't know, maybe you like hit the point of no return or you're like a little bit like, <laughs> do I really want to do yeah. this? Do those thoughts yeah. ever come into your mind? Oh, for sure. I mean, um, you know, especially collegiate, um, collegiate division one you know athletics like it's intense you know especially with cross country and track and field i mean you're basically in season for um you know 10 or 11 months of the year especially if you have you know anybody that you know may potentially go on and do like a usa's or something like that um you know you're going from you know whatever report date is from cross country all the way through track season. And then if you have, you know, again, like a, someone that's pretty elite uh, that may be doing like a USA or a world championships, Olympics, et cetera. Um, you know, you may be going all the way through July, you know, and right back in and in, in August. So certainly there were times where it's like, man, what am I doing? Um, but, you know, again, like some of that early experience that I had of uh, just getting some reps was, was so huge. Yeah, but, absolutely. So when you're when you're at Kent State working with the, the cross country team, like if they're healthy, do you kind of just have to be available, or are you constantly around practices and around the team? Or yeah. How does that relationship work? 
yeah so you're around um you're around for everything so you're at all the practices um you know you're at all the team meetings you're at all I mean, you're basically a you know a portion of the team and then you know if anybody has um you know an injury obviously that's something that's getting evaluated and getting a plan you know also you know you're doing a lot of the preventative type stuff so you know, helping with some of the strength conditioning piece or some prehab type exercises to keep people, you know, healthy as much as possible. Or, if, you know, if they had an injury that they're coming back from, even though maybe they're training, we're, we're just trying to, again, try to make some changes so those, those uh, injuries don't re- continue to happen. Right. And so, um, so there's always like just something going on. Um, and then when you're in the collegiate setting, you know, you're doing, I mean, you're basically, you know, that person's, you know, the, the athlete's, you know, main resource to figure out a lot of things that, you know, they're trying to get done. So like if they have an illness or any type of medical, anything, um, you know, you're kind of the point person. So, you know, even just somebody gets, you know, sick, you know, they're calling you, you know? And so you're managing a lot of, you know, doctor's visits and, um, and you know all across i mean it's basically just everything you know um so it's it's a lot more than just your sports injuries as well it's it's you're kind of handling all of their health wellness you know mental health you know etc on some of that yeah um for the maybe for the high schoolers considering a path in athletic training would you have any words of advice as they're considering it yeah, I think that, uh, you know, it's a great profession. Um, it's, uh, it's hard work. I mean, that's the, you know, with, with anything in sports, uh, you know, as you know, it's just, uh, it's tough to get into. Um, so it's hard work to kind of bust into, you know, your specific niche, but, um, but it's, it's definitely paid off. I mean, I get to work with athletes, you know, all day, every day, and uh, it's the best. But uh, but it's definitely, you know, initially when you're kind of getting started, it it is it is pretty tough. So um, I think that having a niche is really important. Um, that's what helps you kind of stick out a little bit. Um, but also, you know, it helps you keep keep you motivated as well. So if you know if you really want to, you know, work in you know athletic training, sports medicine, you know, any of that kind of realm. Um, you got to be willing to put in the work, but it, it definitely is worth it. Absolutely. So after Kent State, you ended up at IU as an assistant athletic trainer. How was that Correct. time? Uh, it was great. So, um, you know, I mean, honestly, it was, a you know, right out of college. Like, that was a dream job for me. So I worked with uh, cross country and track and field, uh, was the main staff person, um, you know, with IU, IU track and field and IU cross country. Um, so, you know, you know, at this point in time, I've been around, um, you know, running for a while and, you know, obviously done all the meets down at Bloomington. Um, so it just kind of, kind of worked out where the timing worked out. I'd actually applied for a, um, uh, a position where they were doing, they had a a big grant where they were doing a lot of concussion research. Um, so I had actually applied for that position and, uh, was, was on staff you know, interviewing and, uh, you know, I had a, a conversation with their head athletic trainer, his name's Joe Lucan. And uh, he's like, Hey man, like, you know, we see you have a lot of experience, you know, working in track and field, even though you're kind of just getting, getting started on this and, and finding a, a person that's actually interested in track and field, uh, you know, 
it can be difficult, you know, with the with the athletic training, you know, degree. And uh, he's like, we're probably going to have an opening, you know, soon. So, you know, if you can kind of hold off, like, we would love it. I was like, oh, yeah, like that, that would be amazing. So, um, so, you know, just kind of worked out. And, uh, and I had a lot of people, you know, in my corner, there was uh, Terry Brom, you know, long, long time friend of, of mine, ran at IU, obviously was a, you know, Olympian, great runner in the state of Indiana. Um, you know, he helped me, you know, obviously knew a lot of the guys at IU and knew Joe, because Joe had worked, uh, you know, at IU when he was still running there. And, and Nina knew his wife, um, you know, knew Joe as well. So they, they really helped, uh, helped me get me through the door and, uh, and, uh, start working at IU, which was awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, how did, have you seen the difference between maybe your approach, having a running background to working with like cross country and track and field athletes compared to someone who maybe isn't not that they're necessarily doing the wrong thing, but like what, I guess, what have you seen in your approach that's that's different or just with having that background? Yeah, I think that, um, I mean, I think the, the first thing that, um, that you can, you know, relate to is, you know, running is kind of one of those sports, um, and this is across all, you know, event groups. I mean, you really kind of have to be your best, you know? Um, you know, if you have even just like a small little injury, it, it's hard to get all the training done and, and, you know, run a absolute best time, you know, PR, um, you know, that you can, whereas, you know, some sports like you can, I mean, you can kind of play at like 80% when you're a football player, you know, and, uh, and not that that's ideal, but, uh, it's, it, it's just really hard with cross country and track, especially if you're, you know, really trying to push some of the, the peak performance stuff. So, um, I think that, you know, just having a little bit of a different, um, you know, lens of some of the preventative stuff of like, you know, how do we keep you as close to hundred percent as we can, but how do we also try to prevent some of these things from happening was maybe one thing. Um, you know, another thing is just understanding the demands of the sport. Um, you know, so much of what, you know, rehab is, 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 you know, figuring out, you know, why you've gotten into that situation. So you know, you got to kind of put your investigative hat on and, uh, and have a good process of an evaluation. Um, but also um, know what you're working towards too. So I, I just think that, you know, some of the, you know, rehabilitation has got to be a little bit different than, you know, maybe what a standard, what you standard would do um, for the same injury for someone that's not trying to get back into, into running. Yeah. So at Kent State or at IU, what uh, what was your relationship like with the coaching staff? Like having a, a running background and seeing different injury patterns, did you get to have much say in, in how things were done, or is there any kind of relationship? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I had a I had a great relationship, um, you know, with both staff. So um, uh, Coach Lawson was was at Kent State when I was there, um, and he was. Uh, you know, an awesome guy had been around the sport for, you know, a super long time. And, uh, and I think he was pumped to just kind of have somebody that, uh, that, that liked the sport and, uh, like talking about the sport and, um, you know, related with his athletes. Cause you know, at the end of the day, it's he wants what's, what's best for his athletes and, um, and same at IU. So when I went to IU, uh, they had just transitioned, you know, the entire staff, um, 
you know, other than uh, Coach Helmer and uh, Jake Wiseman had been there. He's the pole ball coach. And uh, so it was a whole new staff uh, when I got there. So, um, you know, we all kind of uh, were learning together, um, you know, how we were going to kind of set things up. But, yeah, they, I was very much, a, you know, a part of the staff. Um, and it's interesting, you know, when you're working in athletic training, um, you know, you're kind of, you're a part of the sports medicine staff, but you're also a part of your – your specific team that you work with staff as well. So, you know, I was at all of the, you know, the, the team meetings and, um, you know, is that all the, the coaching meetings and, you know, recruiting meetings and, you know, all of the things. So you're very much kind of intertwined with the program for sure. Yeah. So for the, the high school coach who's athletic trainer, maybe doesn't specialize in cross country or track. What, uh, I guess, what would you say to them? And establishing the relationship with their athletic trainer, but then maybe when when do they know to maybe seek out someone like yourself who has more of a, a specialty? Um, yeah, um, for sure. So I mean, I think the the biggest thing is just having a conversation and saying, "Hey, like, you know, what are you seeing here? Uh, what do you think's going on? Uh, and how can we help the athlete?" Because you know, at the end of the day, that's that's what the athletic trainer wants. That's what the coach wants. That's what the athlete wants. Um, and there's a lot of demands. And, you know, I, I worked in, in the high school as well. So when I, when I came back and, and started working, um, you know, at St. Vincent Sports Performance, um, you know, my first, um, you know, uh, place that I was at was, was at Carmel High School. And so, um, you know, when you're working at a high school, it, even if, I mean, it's, it's intense. Like you got, uh, all these kids coming in all at once, you know what I mean? So it, it's hard to take the time um, to truly evaluate, you know, a, a really difficult case um, with a runner, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, I would just have that conversation of, of saying, Hey, is this, do you think this is something that's you know complicated where we got to really figure out, you know, the underworkings of why this injury is happening or why this injury is reoccurring um and if and if we feel like that's going to be a pretty involved process um you know that, that may be something that we need to kind of refer out to somebody that's, that's going to have the time i mean when i work with someone now um i have you know hour-long appointments so i mean that's uh that's about you know 55 minutes more than what a you know a high school athletic <laughs> trainer is probably going to have on a busy afternoon uh when there's you know you know, tons of different sports all going at once. So, um, so that would be the biggest thing. It's just like, you know, some of those really difficult cases are, are uncertain to how you're kind of pinning this down. Um, that would be the time that you would kind of start thinking through some of that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, what prompted the move to St. Vincent and how was your time there? Yeah. So, um, my wife was, uh, finishing law school at IU um, when I was, uh, when I was working down there. So when she finished, uh, with IU law, um, we realized that, you know, Bloomington was, was going to be tough, um, you know, for her to continue to, to work in, um, you know, she had a lot of experience up in Indy. And so we knew that that was probably going to happen. Um, so, uh, so that was what definitely made me move and, and, you know, and, and like I said earlier, like it, working in collegiate athletics is tough too. I mean, you're traveling a ton and, 
and you're on the road all the time. So, um, you know, we knew that we were probably going to have a family at some point, you know, in the near future and knew that probably, you know, working in collegiate athletics wasn't going to be something I was going to do forever. And so um, I had uh, inter or, um, interned with St. Vincent uh, when I was in, in undergrad. So once the spring of my senior year, I was done with most of my classes. And so I worked, um, did a full internship at St. Vincent Sports Performance um, with Scott Hudson and Daryl Barnes and, and some of the docs over there and, uh, and really learned a ton with them um, because they are super specific with runners as well. So, um, so I gave them, them a call, uh, called Scott Hudson and, and Todd Arnold and, um, said, Hey, like, I'm looking for a job. You guys got anything? And, and Dr. Arnold was, uh, working at, um, Carmel high school at that point in time. That was his school that, that he covered. And he was like, Hey, I think we're going to maybe potentially have something open up. So, um, so right from then, um, you know, transitioned over to St. Vincent, um, you know, at that point in time, they were doing a lot of stuff with USA track and field. So that was kind of the plan was, um, you know, start working at, at Carmel and, and jump on their staff that, uh, that traveled with USA track and field. So I was like, I'm all about it. Let's do it. And so, um, so basically right from the get go, um, started working full-time at Carmel and then in the summers, um, and some late Springs, um, I was out on the road, um, doing some of the diamond leagues and, and traveling all around to some of the different running clubs and doing some, some of these assessments, um, that we would do to just check in on some of the, you know, elite athletes that had a high probability of, uh, getting the medal, which was pretty cool. That's really cool. Um, can you name drop at all? <laughs> um, can't specifically name drop, but basically, I mean, anywhere from 2016 to, you know, all the way to the, uh, you know, to the build up of Tokyo. I mean, anybody that had been, um, you know, one of USA track and fields, um, you know, primary athletes. So, you know, they, they talk about athletes that have a high probability of meddling. Um, I would say I probably worked with 90% of them. Um, so pretty much all of them. Um, and that was, you know, different, different things. So some of that was, you know, we're, you know, we would do assessments at, uh, you know, you know, the, the, their USATF's convention where they bring in athletes and if there were injuries or trying to prevent injuries and we go around the, you know, different clubs. So we go down to Florida and see all the sprinters down there and go to, go to California and see a bunch of people there and, uh, Chula Vista to see a bunch of distance runners and all over the place. And then, uh, and then in the summers we would, uh, we would travel around to all the different diamond leagues and, uh, you know, if anybody had an injury or, or just needing treatment, um, we would treat them. So, you know, I would do, you know, 80 to a hundred days, you know, a year kind of traveling around, which was fun. That's really cool. Um, I mean, I'm sure they're all different people on different personalities, but what was, I guess, what was it like working with such high caliber athlete? Like, what were their personalities like? Was there anything that kind of tied them together? Or that was, that? you know, uh, it, it, track and field is just so much fun because it's, uh, it's really, it's just, I mean, it's just like working with anybody else. They're just laid back people. Uh, I mean, they're awesome to work with. It was, uh, I mean, obviously, there you have some type A personalities. Uh, that's what makes them really good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was 
super fun. You know, obviously I was a little intimidated coming into it and, uh, you're right there. You're like, you know, you're working with some of the best just right from the get go. And, uh, and everybody was gracious and, and super fun to work. If you'd like to continue listening to this episode of the podcast, you'll need to subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Indiana runner. Once you do, you'll get access to all full length episodes of the interview portion of the podcast in addition to other subscriber-only content, including extra content on race previews and recaps, book club episodes, the ability to ask my guests questions, and much more. Thanks again for listening to and supporting this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you on Patreon.